0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whichever time of the day it is that you're joining us. Um, We are here on what is for us uh, Groundhog Day, but we promise that we will only do one of these. We won't repeat it again and again. Um, But it does mean that you have at least six more weeks of us at some point and the other, uh, as we talk about what's going on in arts and entertainment here at the Tulsa World. I'm here with my fellow scene writer, uh, Jimmy Trammell, and uh, we are going to chat about what we know is coming up. Uh, you can follow us either here uh, in, in, in video, or if you'd rather uh, that we be heard and not seen, uh, this will be available on uh, podcast at uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, and any other place on the interwebs from which you pluck your pods. Um, what, uh, this is also uh, Black History Month, and this, we've we done a uh, roundup of a number of events that are uh, happening this month in, in celebration of uh, African American contributions to history, art, culture, and just the country in general. Um, Of of, of, of that list, Jimmy, are there some things that you in particular
1: um, find intriguing or or feel need to be emphasized? Yeah, we compiled uh, many events for a list in Wednesdays, where we call our Wednesday section the weekend section because it leads into the weekend and Black History Month, those events were the focus of this week's weekend. Uh, To me, I thought the Circle Cinema programming was very interesting in that they have films on Arthur Ashe, uh, they're showing films uh, that that starred Sidney Poitier and they have a film on Jimi Hendrix. I mean, hey, you know, give me that golf foursome. You know, give me Arthur Ashe, Sidney Poitier and Jimi Hendrix and a golf foursome and let's go.
0: Okay. Well, for me, um, I would say uh, because live theater doesn't uh, get quite the do that it should, Theater North will be doing a play called Jitney Uh, It is part of August Wilson's, what he called the Pittsburgh Cycle, where he wrote uh, one play set in each decade of the 20th century that sort of chronicles the the Black experience in his hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Jitney was the first one that he wrote back in 1982, I believe, Uh, but it is set in the 1970s, and it's about Uh, a group of uh, men who drive what are called gypsy cabs, um, which are, you know, just basically private autos that will pick people up for Uber before Uber was Uber, I guess. Um, And uh, because the the regular cabs would uh, take passengers into uh, the African-American neighborhoods of Pittsburgh. So uh, Theater North is doing that at the Tulsa PAC. They've done several of the, the series. I believe they've actually done Jitney years and years ago. So that'll be f- uh, the weekend of uh, February uh, 12th and 13th, and then the weekend following. So, but you can check out the entire uh, list of, of events, such as and 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 also sites to see from Greenwood Rising to the Uh, John H. Franklin Reconciliation Park uh, at TulsaWorld.com.
1: What have you got coming up for us for this Friday, Jimmy? Well, there's an Oklahoma-raised, I guess comedian is the right word. He's just just a funny guy. Uh, Trey Kennedy is his name. Uh, He went to school at Oklahoma State, just messing around, started with uh, doing these videos on Vine which uh, video died on the vine, but not before a star was born. And that star was Trey Kennedy, who's coming Friday to Kane's ballroom. I talked to Trey kind of about, uh, you know, how this almost fairy tale came about, you know, to go from posting vines to playing sold out shows at Kane's ballroom. And he's got a sold out show in Vegas coming up. Literally has millions, plural, millions of followers on social media. So it's one of those right time in history things where a guy comes along who's funny, has a way to get that out there through social media, and boom, now he's uh, selling out shows all over the U.S.
0: What sort of uh, what sort of comedy does he do? Does he have a particular uh, you know, theme or or or, or, or you know, a certain subject that he kind of deals with, or is he just kind of a, uh, you know whatever's funny in life is what
1: he talks about? Today profiled him last year, and the things that uh, they cited when they profiled him was his videos where he plays a middle school kid, like middle schoolers be like, and he shows himself reacting as if a middle schooler would, Uh, and then also he he kind of riffs on moms a little bit, but he basically does, uh, they're very clever videos, and I would recommend anybody go to YouTube, uh, dial up Trey Kennedy, and see what you can find that you like. Okay. All right. Well, um,
0: you may have heard the saying that revenge is a dish best served cold, uh, which you know, means that it's better to, you know, if you're going to get back at somebody, you know, wait until they least expect it. Uh, but in the case of uh, Tulsa Ballet's next production, it's kind of life imitating art because they're going to finally present Vendetta, a mafia story which was supposed to debut in March of 2020. Um, And it's been uh, rescheduled five different times, Uh, but now they think finally all the stars have aligned. This is by uh, Annabelle uh, Lopez Ochoa, who's done several works for the company. And it's described as um, a cross between film noir, vaudeville and Broadway where Romeo and Juliet meet the Godfather. Um, it is, uh, and it's also supposed to be, I, I, have, I, have, I have not been able to see it yet, but it is also supposed to be as funny as it is dramatic. Hmm. So if if, if everything, if, if all the stars align and Phil doesn't say, you know, terrible things, uh, that will open uh, here February 10th for four performances. So, um, and that will be at the BAC, and I know that there, uh, I don't know that there's anything big coming this weekend to the BOK, okay, is there?
1: No, their next event is Winter Jam, the, kind of the, uh, the cast of many uh, concert that uh, takes place every year, this, you know, Christian music situation, concert. In fact, we'll have an interview with John, John uh, Cooper from Skillet maybe next Friday, we'll see. Okay. Hey, of so speaking, of to BOK, be okay. speaking of BOK, we've got a Sunday profile of the new general manager at the at BOK Center. I uh, sat down with him yesterday for about an hour, uh, had a good talk. So we'll we'll introduce him to uh, readers in Sunday's Tulsa World, TulsaWorld.com. And uh, obviously it's hard to believe that the 10-year anniversary of BOK seemed like it was yesterday. The 15-year anniversary is coming up next year. Uh, so in the in the 15 years, what have you experienced? What have you seen at BOK that kind of stands out to you among the best of the best?
0: Well, that's a difficult thing to answer because I, I, to be honest with you, I haven't gone to a great deal of things uh, at the BOK because I'm usually... Um, the stuff I usually cover happens elsewhere, but I have done done a few shows. I've I've, I've attended several uh, Cirque du Soleil productions there, and I remember one called Tour Rock that was inspired by the film Avatar, that had some uh, really impressive visual effects that you know really you wouldn't expect to see in a live show, but you would expect to see like in a, in a film that were really, really impressive. Um, as for But as for a concert, probably the most impressive one would be the, the one I saw most recently, which was last June, when um, Wynton Marcellus and the Jazz at Lincoln Center Orchestra joined with uh, the Tulsa Symphony and a community chorus to perform Marsalis's "All Rise" Symphony Number no. One. That was kind of the well, it was the culminating event of the city's uh, centennial commemoration of the 1921 race massacre, and that was a
1: in, an impressively powerful show. Mm. How about for you? The first show I saw there was Neil Diamond, which I just love Neil Diamond and I'm biased. So I would say I love it regardless. It was in the almost back row, which I didn't enjoy. I don't like the Heights, but I did enjoy Neil Diamond. Uh, Saw Paul McCartney there. And one of my cousins uh, had said once, we were talking about the best concert you ever saw. And he said, uh, I don't know if it was Paul McCartney, but he said, but who's better than Paul McCartney? So I was like, yeah, that's kind of sums that up. And then, it was really cool to see the Eagles there with Vince Gill and then uh, Glenn Fry's son, Deacon Fry, taking his spot. Uh, people who left that show left there thinking, you know, man, that's that's about as good as it gets. Um, I, you know, saw the Motley crew farewell tour to be okay, wrote the next day that uh, they would get back together. I took a lot of heat from uh, the internet trolls on that one and, you know, Boom! All of a sudden, they they got back together for this arena tour thing last year. that got interrupted by COVID, so it's hard for those guys. To, any any entertainer to get off the stage and stay off the stage. I mean, it's just it's a it's an addiction to be up there and perform and get that instantaneous feedback. You're sure. not going to doing any other thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and it's and, you know and 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 and. and that's true of, 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 of any live performance. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's it's that interaction between what's going on stage and what's happening in the audience, and uh, so yeah, it's, it's 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 I I can I can I can understand why uh, you know the joke used to be they've said farewell more times than the Judds, but uh, everybody does have a tendency to. You know, they never shut the door. Even when the Eagles said they'll get back together when hell freezes over. What did they tell? You? Hell froze over, and
1: there they yeah. are. Yeah, and they're coming back again this this year. They're coming. And, and they were they were the first act to play the B.O.K., okay, weren't they? they? were the first act to say be, be okay. B.O.K. I was not at that one. Right. They, they played two nights in a row, I believe, to open the venue uh, and i have been here maybe, you know, three or four times since. Yeah. Okay. All
0: right. Well, um, if you are uh, in the mood for food, we talk about a new restaurant um, that's been open about a month at 61st in Yale called Nacho Business. And they are in the business of pretty much nothing but nachos. If, if, it's, if it's something that can sit on a chip, they, they're, they're going to have it. Um, just curious, uh, you know, do you know where nachos came from? Um, a genius. <laughs> well actually uh, uh, it, it, like like the buffalo wing it was born out of desperation mm. uh, as a, a chef at uh, a restaurant just uh, across the Rio Grande uh, from a, a Texas town uh, had some uh, regular customers show up and they wanted something different he had no idea what to do so he went back and uh, melted some cheese over some fried tortillas and added a strip of jalapeno, and, and that was it. And uh, that was in 1940s. And uh, I remember as a youngster when Doritos first came out, they were just the plain corn... Uh, on the package they had a recipe for you know make nachos a wonderful new canapé and it yeah. was you know take a chip put a little cheese on it put a slice of jalapeno and run it under the broiler and you're done and so but but now uh people will put anything on on chips and and and, and, and call it it's, it's 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 morphed out of beyond its uh, original form so just curious do you uh, are you a fan of obviously you are a fan of nachos do you
1: have a t- uh, a go to order uh, i do like uh, chicken nachos with jalapenos uh, and all the other good stuff you want to throw on you can leave off the sour cream and guacamole that's not for me nachos my definition are a giant pile of chips with stuff on them they are not a nice pretty plate with eight chips in a circle and a dab of cheese that's that's <laughs> Decoration. That's not nachos. <laughs> well, yeah, that's kind of kind of
0: well, yeah. That's, that, that's the American way. If, if if there could be more, let's add. And, and one of the things that this place does is you have a choice of of, of what your stuff can go on. It can go on uh, tortilla chips, fried wontons, uh, pork rinds, or waffle fries. Hmm. So get it get it any way you want. I I, I guess. Um, you tried them all? I did not try them all. I tried several. And we'll discuss what we what we think about them. Uh, but this place, you can get everything from humble ground beef to uh, grilled lobster.
1: So. Well, I love the idea. Who would have ever thought, uh, you know. And apparently. That's as your an, I love it. I, 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 the,
0: the, the chef and owner that I talked to said, you know. He's traveled throughout the country. He's never come across a place where all they do is nachos. And so it's, it's, it's been a hit from the get go. So this should this should, uh, you know, get, get, get yourself in the chips as soon as possible. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that that will cover what we've, what we've got scheduled for this week. I um, want to thank you all for listening and, uh, We will gladly see you later. Goodbye. For more information, you can visit TulsaWorld.com.